Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right, I'll see you Thursday night. Thursday night? Yeah. It's Thursday, Thursday, the day before Friday, the day after Wednesday, two days after Tuesday. Thursday. Because it's Wednesday. Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Thursday, I don't care about you. Thursday doesn't even start. So sometime between now and uh, Thursday, I've got to come up with a small fortune. It's the gateway to the weekend. Thursday. Now here's Bob and Sherry. Happy gateway to the weekend, everybody. Woo-hoo. We're going to do live yeah. happy hour tonight yeah. on the Bob and Sherry Facebook at 7 o'clock Eastern. And we thought we would kick the show off. There really only seem to be three news stories in the world that um, aren't related to complete destruction and despair. There is uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. There is the revelation upon revelation coming out of Britney Spears' memoir, The Woman in Me. And there is uh, Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith and her book and their marriage. And um, every day you learn something new and shocking. And Jada sat down for like a two, almost three hour interview on the Jay Shetty podcast and talked about everything from um, she and Will separating and then kind of unseparating, but they're still separated. She talked about her entanglement with the uh, other dude she talked about her kids and she talked about the um, Oscar slap. So we just have a little clip about that for you right here. Understand that there was a history there between he and Chris as well. So there was a lot of context that people just didn't have. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm going to tell you something else. I understand why people thought it was me. I understand why people blame me. I don't think it's right, but I understand, you know, considering the narratives that were out there that I was part of. I have to take responsibility for that. And I talk about that in the book. You know, me being the adulterous wife that had, you know, pushed Will to his limit. I get it. So I couldn't even take any of it personally. And I had to put myself in the shoes of the audience and go, if I was looking at this, how it, what would I say? I probably would have said the same thing. And then that made me really look at like, oh man, like culturally, we're always blaming women. Like I had to really go deep into that. Why do we do that? You know, that men of power that have so much of their ownness in their life, but when something bad happens, it's a woman's fault. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so interesting, you know, and I had, I really started to examine that. I thought that was, um, like yes. that was an unexpected angle, you know, for her to go. Yeah, I didn't. I just sat here. I didn't do anything. But I get that it's 
I get that it's my fault in part because what you had there, you had the most beloved figure in Hollywood, Will Smith, showing out to another really beloved figure in Hollywood. Right. So there had to be some reason for it. And it ended up being Jada. Now, this you know, podcast can interview, I, can I, whoa, buddy, does she go into it? Yeah, go ahead, Bob. I, I, I haven't been studying this thing deeply. So I am one of the people that she was describing as, boy, that's something. And by the way, uh, an entanglement is is an interesting word to use when somebody's cheating on somebody else. Oh, it was an entanglement. Like you're walking through the uh, forest and all of a sudden you're entangled with a dude. You know, it, it was it was cheating. I don't know if he was cheating on her. So <clears throat> I, I have to address the whole thing about women are always the ones blamed. And historically, that has been true. They've been taken advantage of. You know, a guy gets into a relationship with somebody at work and uh, they're, you know, having sex. And, and the woman is blamed because, you know, she was uh, tempting The other him. woman. Yeah, the other yeah, woman. Right. Yeah, right. But it, unless I'm missing something here, <clears throat> she went out. She's, as they used to say, she was stepping out. So that's the world was not blaming her because she's a woman. Unless I'm missing something. People well, were disappointed in her because she was cheating. She's talking specifically about the Oscar slap. And none of this was known at that time. Do, do, do you follow? Like, nobody yeah. knew that they were separated. None of this was known. She was. She's talking about being blamed for Will Smith getting up and clocking Chris Rock at the Oscars. Okay. She's yeah. not talking about being blamed for you know, why the marriage went south or anything. She's talking very specifically about the Oscar. I understand slap. that now, now that you mention it that way, I get, I get, <clears throat> I get that whole thing, but it, isn't, it, isn't it very odd that, um, the explanation and, and, you know, I don't know about the open marriage thing that they supposedly had. All I knew well, about was, you know, she was the first one to say that you know, there was another person in the marriage. She, she addresses that. She said, we, we never had an open marriage. What people thought was an open marriage was actually the two of us being separated and keeping that private. But you can see why people thought it was an open marriage. I mean, if you don't tell anybody right. that you're separated and then you got a boyfriend, people are right. going <laughs> to think, you know, There's they're going to think a lot of things. Yeah. But that's... Um, you know, she, she I, said I see what you mean. There was no with, with open her, marriage. I see what you mean with her being <clears throat> the one who was blamed for the slap because of her expression that night. Um, people were reading all sorts of things into it. Oh, look at the way she looks. He had to go up there. She was so angry. So um, I understand what she's saying about that. Now, that was that was unfair. But you know, the rest of it, I don't know what to say. And of course, when you when you bring a book out, and this also. Uh, ties into Brittany, the publishers of those books will not publish a book that you have written or co-written unless there's dirt that you can talk about, whether it's drugs, whether it's another person, you know, in your life who shouldn't be. They want that stuff because it oh, sells They books. want the juicy stuff. Yeah. I will yeah. say that in this interview, she talks about, you know, 
I was going to the red table to spill my truth, and I was surprised that Will wanted to come to the red table too. Here was my takeaway. I am so thankful that I don't have a piece of furniture in my house that has that kind of power, and I never (laughs) want a piece of furniture in my house. Kevin, are you going to the green chair? Don't you go to the green chair. Only thing in your house that has that is is the TV remote, maybe. That's it. And only during football season. Yeah. Oh, all right, I've got great news about the snooze alarm. How's that for a, a shocker? Good news. You might want to hit the snooze next. It's Bob and Cherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate. Happy hour, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Tonight, it's Bob and Sherry. Go to bobandsherry.com now and enter to win a wonderful handcrafted strength and comfort breast recovery pillow from Check Feather and Down. These heart-shaped pillows fit under the arm to help relieve uncomfortable underarm pressure after a mastectomy, a lumpectomy, or a reduction. A breast cancer diagnosis can be overwhelming, and that's why Breast Cancer Awareness Month is about taking action, supporting, and helping women now. Go to bobandsherry.com and enter to win a strength and comfort breast recovery pillow. If you're a person who can't wake up without hitting the snooze alarm and you've heard for your entire grown-up life how bad that is for you, Mm -hmm. (laughs) today is your day. Because it turns out that not only does hitting the snooze alarm have zero negative effect on you, but it turns out that people who hit the snooze alarm might actually have a boost in their brain power in the morning. Really? Vindicated. Yes. Vindicated. 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 Really? So yeah. I, I'm a snooze alarm guy. I get right out of bed. I, I just, I have to face it. You know, it's, it's like, I hate you. If, if, I, hate you. if, if hate I were going to the firing squad, you know, it's like, I'd be like that guy, Gary, who that, that was uh, executed. Let's do it. Gilmore. You know, Gilmore. Gilmore, Gary Gilmore. Let's do it. I mean, I, I hear the alarm and I get out of bed. Do you, do you all have... set it ahead of time so you can hit it two or three times? Oh, How does that work? Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I feel like I'm losing sleep by doing that. I'd rather have it go yeah. off at the time that I need to go up. That way I had uninterrupted no. sleep up no, until that I agree. point. No. I agree. No. 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 This is a scientific fact that I've made up. Okay. Listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the right if show. I have got... Listen, I have spent my life getting up early, and I'm talking to other people that have spent their life getting up early, too. But here's the deal. I need to know I'm getting just a tad more sleep. If that alarm goes off when I absolutely have to get up, I'm really I'm mad about that. I, I really am. Here's what I need. I need an alarm to come on about 30 to 40 minutes before I actually have to get up, okay? Now, I wake up, I look at that, I cut that one off, and I go back to sleep. In about 10, no, no, 15, 18 minutes, another one goes off. Oh, okay, we're getting a little closer, but <laughs> it's a gradual thing. It's too shocking just to get up and get started. And but if listen. I don't wake up, if listen, no, 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 listen. That 30 minutes of sleep that I get, if I don't set the clock to wake me up, I won't know I got it. Okay, I've got to know I got it, because if I don't wake up to know I got it, did I really get it? No, I slipped right through it. I've got to wake up to know that. Listen, listen, 
when I was a kid working at the Atasco Hardware Store in Hartwell, Georgia, we opened at 730. I would get there at a quarter to seven and sleep in my car because it helped me because it just didn't, the whole world didn't come at me all at one time. I like for the world to meet me gradually. Okay. I don't want to just be thrown into the world. So you'd like to, oh, no. you'd like to greet the world from the front seat of a car in front of a hardware store. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that what I'm That's what you're is, that, Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm with Max. You, you're throwing away like an extra half an hour at least of sleep because you may not fall no, back not. to sleep. And, and what about your wife? She's got to listen to this dance. Your wife has to listen to this. She's learned. She's learned. She don't even hear it. She knows. Oh, she knows God. that the first three alarms mean nothing. It means nothing. So don't don't say stuff like she's learned because I don't want mine to think we're capable of that. Okay, like don't be causing trouble. <laughs> I jumped out at me. Yeah, I yeah, that, out ain't, at me too. that ain't nothing but troublemaking around here, Lamar. So listen. <laughs> Listen to this, Lamar, because I think this is you. People that are chronic snooze alarmers like you are people that um, are in the deepest stage of sleep. It's called slow wave sleep when the alarm goes off and they can't if they try to get out of bed right then Mm -hmm. they have sleep inertia. They feel groggy and they can't focus. That's like chronic snooze people are people that need that extra time to wake up. It's science. It's not just your like opinion anymore, Lamar. It's real. I wish the fire alarm, the smoke alarms, I wish the smoke alarm would know that once it could sense the smoke, it would go off, but then it would snooze. Okay. Because I think I could escape better if I could get another 10 minutes. I mean, I don't know how bad the fire is, but I'm just saying, if I could get another 10 minutes, because then... Then you really have a big sleep if you don't quite get out because of the snooze and smoke alarm. I think that's a stupid idea. That is a a terrible idea. But if you're sleeping that deep, my friend, I'm going to be pulling my car up about 9 o'clock tonight in front of the Ace Hardware store and see how it goes. (laughs) Evidently, that's Very restful. All right, we've got morons in the news straight ahead. It's Bob and Sherry. Morons in the News is sponsored by Lowe's. Find the top products and quantities you need when you need them. Lowe's knows pros. Harvesting idiots from around the globe. You stupid moron. It's Morons in the News with Bob and Sherry. A mother of four keyed a car she thought had parked a little too close to hers in front of her children, costing nearly $1,000 worth of damage to that car. Sarah Webb, who's 45 years old, was out shopping with her children. She returned to the car area in a retail park in Dartford, Kent. That's in England. The mother put her shopping bags in the trunk of the car, and then she pulled her keys out of her handbag and went to town. She started scratching Trevor Breed's new car in front of her children. She then put the kids in the car and drove off, leaving Mr. Breed with a $1,000 repair bill. The brazen mother, as they call her, was caught on film. She initially denied all the damage until she finally admitted what she had done on the eve of the trial. Uh, The magistrates said that she is going to be sentenced to 18 months conditional discharge. This, again, was the first time 
that poor Mr. Breed had a car that was brand new and she did that to him. She said that she just couldn't believe that she did it and didn't want to be blamed for it. You know, I still can't believe that I almost never studied French seriously in school. But I didn't get off on it. I was punished. So why would you be not be punished? Because you can't believe that you did that. <laughs> Lamar? You know, in Lehigh, Utah, criminal charges have been filed against Dorothy Bell Moran, 45, an Eagle Mountain woman who police say falsely reported a school shooting in an effort to divert officers from arresting her friends. She was charged with emergency reporting abuse and obstructing justice, third-degree felonies, and making threats against a school, which is a Class A misdemeanor. Emergency dispatchers received a report that someone was heading to Lehigh High School with an AK-47 to do some damage. This resulted in an emergency response from at least 40 officers from multiple Mm. agencies, and the entire high school was evacuated and cleared. The threat was determined to be a hoax. That same day, Lehigh police were investigating a series of car burglaries. An Apple Watch was stolen in one of the burglaries, and the owner contacted police to say she was tracking the location of her watch. A Lehigh police officer stopped the vehicle and believed it had the stolen watch inside and questioned Emery Jerome Hall, 25, and Aubrey Anna Morell, uh, Snow, 30, of Magna. The officer noticed several bags and other items in the car that he believed were stolen. While the officer was waiting for a warrant return, the officer was called to a school shooting at Lehigh High School. As the investigation into the school threat progressed, detectives determined the purpose of the threat was to divert the officer from his traffic stop, and there was no threat to the school. Hall stated he had called Moran to complain to her about his predicament, and Moran stated, I'll call you right back. Hall stated Moran hung up, then called back. Turns out that she had called in this false report, and the school shooter call came two minutes after Hall called Moran. You know, a friend in need is really a friend indeed. No (laughs) doubt about it. (laughs) But she's the one going to jail. Moran is uh, one letter away from moron, you know. <laughs> Just the one. She's got right name. Today's moron of the day is 34-year-old Mark Joseph Magasano. He was arrested by Miami Beach police. He was the former president of the Homeowners Association at the condo where he lives on South Beach. And I guess he didn't appreciate being the former president of the homeowners association because he was caught on video slashing tires and trying to set a truck on fire, breaking windows. Residents said he, he charged just in damage to one vehicle, almost $8,000 worth of damage. Residents said he seemed like the ideal neighbor, always looking to improve things, you know, the safety of the building. And then from one day to another, It just started to be kind of manic. He flipped over and over again. We feared for our lives. He was sending violent and derogatory text messages to board members, um, threatening to murder them. One law enforcement um, officer and uh, member of the condo board said the residents were upset and nervous and scared about what was going to happen. Well, yeah. 
because when the ousted president of your homeowners association starts lighting your cars on fire and threatening to murder you, yeah, yeah, that's going to be upsetting. So the judge who arrested him has ordered him not to return to his condo or they'll revoke his bail. And when you look at his mugshot, here's the face. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry at all. We'll get it posted up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook coming up. You know what that that is? You know what that is? Power corrupts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He does (laughs) have some nice hair, though. He's got Mm -hmm. some beautiful blue eyes and some gorgeous brown curls, and he ain't even a little bit sorry. He crazy. All right, things Bob didn't know coming up. We've got comedian David Sumner. And do you hear Damon Sumner? Do you hear that music? Yeah, guess what's coming back to the theaters just in time for Halloween? The original Michael Myers himself. It's Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, fun size, and more with the free Bob and Sherry app. All right, when we talk about something being 55 decibels, here's what 55 decibels is. A normal conversation, um, a radio playing in the background, right? The television, and the world's loudest cat. It's a 14-year-old cat in the UK. And she has broken the Guinness Book of World Records for having the loudest purr. Her purr was measured at 54.59 decibels. And they brought in an acoustic engineer. Um, Her owner says she purrs all day long. If there's food or cuddles, she purrs. Watching TV, she purrs. Her purr drowns out the sound of the television for her family. (laughs) I got to hear this. We've got it. This is an official attempt for the loudest purr by a domestic cat. Nicole, Bella, are you ready? Yes, we are. She purrs at the same volume that we're having this conversation. Could you could you put up with that? I mean, I guess it's comforting in a way, especially if you're a cat person. But I don't know if I want to hear that all day long. Um, I, I'd rather listen to that than some of the other nonsense I'm required to listen to all day long for being fair. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. When I consider that or the Golden Bachelor soundtrack, yeah, I take the cat. I totally agree with you. But boy, I just don't know. They were saying she does it all day long. Waiting to be fed. That, she's a happy television. girl. Yeah. She's, so. a, <laughs> she's a happy, just, happy girl. And she now holds the world record for the loudest. <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. And now on the Bob and Sherry Show, it's another exciting episode of Things Bob Didn't Know. How many of you all on the show here today had a Rubik's Cube? At one time or another in your life. I mean, I had one. I never yeah, once I solved one. it. Not even one time. I hated it. I hated you it. hated it? Cute. Did you have one? I hated it. I had one. I hated it. Couldn't do it. Did you? You never, so, you never solved do. it. Max, did you ever solve one or have one? No, I never had one. Never tried to solve one. Yeah. Uh, Erno Rubik was the guy who invented the Rubik's Cube and made millions and millions of dollars. They were everywhere. 
uh, for a period of time. I haven't seen one in a long time. It took him one month to solve his own invention. I believe it. And now, in this contest now, they do it in six seconds. Ten Is that seconds. Right? I, I, I don't. And sometimes blindfolded or something. Yeah, yeah. on listen, cube. Listen. Something the they cube. Will, oh, God. It was a great Netflix documentary, The Cube. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Cube. Listen, they in that competition, they have people do it with their feet. They can do it in 30 seconds with their feet. Their toe. I'm telling you, it's ridiculous. Are, are they that? It makes me mad. It makes me mad. Yeah. I know. I wish I still had that smart or are they just kind of wired for that? You know, some no, people they just wired. done it and 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 yeah. done it. And then they do it some more. I mean, they never my, quit. My children's father is an engineer. His brain is wired, you know, for that no. sort of stuff. And he could solve a Rubik's cube in a second. And he would, he'd be like flipping it around and spinning. And he'd be like, it's not that hard. I can't believe you can't figure it out. And I'd be watching his hands flying and I'd be thinking same. <laughs> but I never did. I never Ooh. figured it out. Never Ooh. figured it out. Ooh. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Over the course of their lifetime, one in 10 people who live in Iceland, Icelanders, will publish a book. One in 10 in the course of their lifetime. Now, now what is that? Out, why well, is that, that Iceland what, is so specifically wired like that? Well, the, the nights begin at three in the afternoon, you know, sometimes for part of the year. So there's not a lot to do. You know, there's only so much TV you can watch. Iceland tonight is probably not the most exciting thing they could do. So I guess, you know, people just wind up thinking about things and one in 10 creating a book. Iceland is such a, I've never been there, but I've always wanted to go there. It is such a different culture. It's been said that they have the most beautiful people in the world. They're very free. I was just reading about that. Sexually, they're very, very liberal compared to like the United States. Not that we're that conservative anymore. But one thing that they have to watch out for is they have a term for it. I, I couldn't pronounce it. But let's say they meet at a bar and, uh, you know, two people, they have a drink. They're very attracted to one another. They want to find out immediately whether or not they're related. Oh, okay. Because the country's so small and there's a because, chance they yeah, could be cousins. They could be cousins. Oh. And if they find that out and they have a way to do it, I, I don't know exactly how it, how it works. Uh, they finish their drink. Uh, they say thank you and they move along. I guess in in most cases. So what, what, okay. How many levels tell the truth? How many levels of cousins would you have to be distant from someone that you were really, really crushing on in order to date them? Like, would it have to be fourth cousins? Would you be okay if it was third cousins? (laughs) Like what? Tell the truth. I have to tell the truth. You have to tell the truth. Yeah. I mean, Bob, it's Jennifer freaking Conley and you're sitting across from her at the volcano bar or whatever. Yeah. It it depends on how attractive she is. If it's Jennifer Conley. Don't lie. He's not even asking. He's not even asking. I'm I'm just going to ask second cousins. Is it, you know, is that, you know, that's awfully close. My dude, I think that's awfully third is the closest you'd want to be. Dude, second cousins. You're a sick. Were you kidding me? Second cousins? 
Oh, there you. was no way to get out of this. You're an animal. Elvis Ew, had a movie, geez. Kissing Cousins, all right? There was something to that, right? All right, so third third cousins. Thank third you, cousins. Max, for helping me out trap. there. It's a yeah, trap. Third Don't cousins. answer. It's a trap. How about you, Lamar? How many cousins? Oh, no, no. no. I, I wouldn't even be with her if she knew my uncle, much less was related to him. No, no, no. I'm oh, not stop it. Stop it. I'm not doing it. Not doing it. I'm not falling for the trap. You know why Bob was confused? Because his family never like maintained relationships, so he doesn't realize how close a second cousin is. Think about yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he that's really true. does not know what a second cousin yeah. is. I'll plead ignorance. You know. There you go. There you go. I'm that's trying to help you. Jeez. <laughs> trying. And finally, oh, let's cousin. let's end with some dignity here with things Bob didn't know. Too late. When you Too late. when U.S. <laughs> General George S. Patton, the great George S. Patton, died in late 1945 with a freak car accident in the United States, the French government offered to bury him next to Napoleon in Paris out of gratitude for his role in driving the Nazis out of France. And I think that is pretty cool. That's we pretty cool. Yeah, we give the French a lot of stuff, but uh, they they appreciated that and they offered to do it. And that is today's edition of Things Bob Didn't Know. It's, it's Bob, shut up. Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. We want to show our appreciation by sending teachers on a well-deserved Florida vacation. Nominate a teacher now by going to bobandsherry.com and clicking on the contest tab. One weekly qualifier will win Bob and Sherry swag, and they'll be entered to win the monthly grand prize from Visit Florida, a three-night vacation for two to Margaritaville Beach Resort, Fort Myers Beach. Nominate a teacher now at bobandsherry.com. See if you can name the number one Halloween costume that's trending right now for adults and kids. See if um, it comes right Bar- to Barbie. Barbie. It's Barbie, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and a lot of expect when you open the front door to not hear trick or treat, but to hear, hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. That's the thing that's going around <laughs> for this we are going. We are going to a Halloween party and guess who I'm going as, and I already have the costume. Barbie. Ken? Oh, shut up. (laughs) Ken. Yeah. Mary is going as Barbie, you know, which is, she's got the pink outfit. She's been planning this for weeks. She's got the the hairstyle, the whole thing. And she bought, because she knew I wouldn't do it. She bought me a Ken outfit, and it is horrifying. It's a big (laughs) T-shirt that says Ken on it. And then it's multicolored uh, origin of the universe pants that are uh, just just terrible. And she's going to fix my hair like Ken for this party that we're going to. A great and twist this would is, be to go opposite. So the man goes as Barbie and the woman goes as Ken. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know what's going to happen, though? This is a local party with new friends that she's made. And I've noticed... With these, like once in a while, Mary will say, oh, we're going to have a, a hat party. Everybody's going to wear a really funny hat. Or we're going to have a uh, horse race party. And we're going to go like the uh, Kentucky Derby people. What I have found is I get dressed up like a jackass with a mint julep. 
And half of the guys, half of the husbands are going, I'm, I'm not doing any of that. And this is going to be worse because half of those guys are not going to be dressed up for Halloween. And I'm walking in with multicolored, uh, shiny shorts and a shirt that says Ken. Got to own it. You got to own here's it. The part, here's the part that you just don't get is that if you show up and you're dressed as Ken and a bunch of the other guys are there in their khaki shorts and golf shirts looking like big puffed up toads because they didn't want to play along, every woman there wishes her yes. husband was as much fun as yeah. you. <clears throat> Oh, that's yeah. what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm yep. hoping for. Don't that's what's going to happen. Own it. If it's a costume party, don't just go own the costume party. Do you know you you've got the opportunity here because you've got the Barbie for damn sure. So yeah. yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Don't you even blink. In fact, if you never, were standing in them khaki never, pants, you just look at him and sneer. Never worry about what those other dudes think. They're not in costume, not just because they don't want to have fun, but because they're too insecure to be silly. Do not ever worry about what those other dudes think. Why in the world, if you were walking into a room and you could align Uh with the fun people or with the ticked off dudes that just want to go home, why in the world would you choose the ticked off dudes? So really to embrace it, I I have to, as you said, I have to be Ken. So I have to wear the outfit, but, but then, but then I have to pretend that I'm with a woman who has more on the ball and is going to control what I'm doing. I, that would be I, don't, know if I, I don't know if I can embrace that. <laughs> I don't know if you're a big really? enough actor for that, Bob. I, 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 I don't know if I can embrace that, you know? Yeah, it's not, it's not what's, at all been how you've lived. So what experience no, do you have? What's, what's my no. experience that I could call upon? with that <laughs> act like you're walking in act like you're walking in with a woman that's way out of your league just go ahead and act yeah like yeah act oh, like oh that. listen yeah. listen baby i've been doing that for 14 years <laughs> if you can't act like that by now there's something wrong with yeah you. <laughs> yeah that's right that's right uh, i'd be method that's, acting uh, that's my halloween i knew that was going to be the case i've been right about a bunch of things uh of, of recent. I predicted Barbie would with be you. a worldwide smash. I predicted Golden Bachelor would be a smash. Listen, when I saw the Barbie movie, I knew without a shadow of the doubt what October 31st was going to look mm-hmm. like for you, Bob Lacey. Yeah, I had, too. I never even, the only question I had was, will he be Ken or will she make him be Alan? Will it be Ken, the obvious choice, or Alan? the more quirky and subtle choice. But the idea that that you weren't going to be dressed as one of them never occurred to me. How about you, Lamar? I agree. I agree. I would have been offended if I had to be Alan. Oh, Alan's the best. I don't think anybody should be allowed at the Halloween party if they don't have a costume on. Don't let them in the door. Yeah, that's That's what I say. Hey, you know what I love? We opened this it with, and we just ended it with, at least I get to be Ken. We turned this man around. <laughs> yes. Yes. We turned his thinking 180, everybody. That's right. That was, that's good work. That's right. I'm All right. I'm going to duke myself a snossage for that. Comedian Damon Sumner is next. It's Bob and Sherry. Everyone Needs a Laugh is sponsored by Exergen. Accuracy matters, so make Exergen the chosen thermometer for your home and family. Here is comedian 
Damon Sumner. What's happening in my life, man? I'm getting older, trying to figure things out. Been learning a lot about myself. Been learning a lot about myself. I feel like we can agree on this here. This is a nice small group meeting here. I feel like we can agree and say out loud tonight together that we are all afraid of the dark. Make some noise, you're afraid of the dark. Let me hear you. Room full of liars. Listen to me, listen to me. Cause I see you looking around. You got a two car garage, you eat couscous now. I'm a grown person. I get it, listen to me though. Let me be clear. I don't mean if just like these lights went out in this room. I mean, all the lights in the whole city went out. I give us three minutes before we lose our minds. The whole light, your phone don't work. The whole city, I give us three minutes. Look around you, three minutes before we lose our minds. The first minute, we'll keep it cool. We'll keep it cool. I go to Applebee's once a month. I know what I'm, I'm a professional, right? <laughs> but around 90, 95 seconds though, you start feeling stuff on the back of your neck you ain't feel from earlier. <laughs> Two minutes, you start calling for people who you thought was in the room with you, right? Jessica, you still in here? James Moffat, right? hello! You start trying to listen with your whole body. You ever try to listen with your whole body? <laughs> Three minutes, total chaos. Three minutes, we start kicking over old people. Where are the kids? I don't know, we gotta go! We out of there, three minutes. Now I'm gonna tell you how I knew I was 100% afraid of the dark. I'm gonna let you know how I knew I was 100% afraid of the dark. I was on a cruise ship a couple years ago to let you know how my career's going, okay? <laughs> I'm doing some shows, and I had the ice cream for breakfast, so I wake up at 2 a.m., as you do. Don't judge me, it's a tight budget. So I'm asleep, it's a two o'clock in the morning, room is pitch black, and I wake up, pitch black room, and I just see my bathroom door open by itself. I don't think everybody heard me. I said I'm in the middle of the ocean. I'm asleep, I wake up, pitch black room, and the bathroom door opens on its own. I go, take the baby, and I ran out the door. The stewardess saw me, she was nervous. I was only wearing socks. It was a tough moment for both of us out here. Very hot on deck zero. <laughs> two things, I wanna be honest with you, two things. Number one, there was not a baby in the room. That would have been weird. <laughs> but if I'm being very honest with you, I would give up an unknown baby for my safety. I would do it, I would do it. Can we say it together? Because babies are overrated. Thank you, listen. They are, they're not here. You can say it out loud here. They don't know English, say it out loud. Babies are overrated. This is how we all can agree on this. We've all, have you ever seen a baby that looks like he came out after his expiration date? An expired baby, don't cover your face, you paid for this laugh. So you understand what I'm saying? A baby with a weak neck and a lazy eye, you wanna push back in for 10 more minutes of defrost? A boiled chicken baby, you understand what I'm saying? Out here, I'm just saying, every baby's not created equal, that's all I'm saying. Some babies are Gerber babies, some babies are Muppet babies, you understand? That is Damon Sumner. So I was reading something about um, how few of us have ever truly been in the dark because of light pollution. Think about it. Now, there are lots of people listening right now who live in rural areas who can really see the sky, but a lot of us have never been in the dark. And if everything, if we lost electricity and our society was plunged into darkness, we'd all be screaming like Damon Sumner. Yeah, it's true. 
That is Think true. about it. Think about the last time you walked out your house at night, like to take the dog out, Lamar. And it's nighttime, but it's not dark. Not really. Well, I could still, even if I didn't turn on every light I could find, because I don't like to dark my own self, I could still, yeah, I wouldn't bump into anything. That's right. Yeah. You got yeah. street lights. You got your neighbors. You got all yep. kinds of stuff That's going right. on. That's right. We'll get that posted up at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. This is Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry, live tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. Tonight, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. I don't know if you guys saw this, but this is big news for anyone that never got to see the original Halloween movie in the theater. Now, I'm here to tell you, if you think it's scary on your TV screen, go see it on the big screen in a movie theater at night and then ride your bike home, which is what I did. (laughs) Yeah. So they are re-releasing Halloween and a couple of the sequels. So it'll be Halloween um, and then Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers and Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. All of that will be in movie theaters just in time for you to go see it right before Halloween 2023. Have you seen any of them in the theater, Lamar? I know you've reviewed a bunch of them. The last... The last few that's come out since I've been doing reviews, yes. Um, I saw most of them video-wise because I had the video store, and uh, I watched most of them on video. What I love about the original Halloween movie, which kicked off this entire franchise and gave us this unforgettable villain, um, in the spring of 1978, they shot that movie in 20 days. Wow. They did not... (laughs) They had no budget. They shot it in California, but the movie is set in Illinois. All the leaves that you saw were fake. Jamie Lee Curtis um, playing the iconic Lori Stroud. Those were her clothes she was wearing. She just bought her own clothes for the movie. Um, John Carpenter, the director, he was so good at building suspense that everything in the movie relied on that because there was no budget for any kind of effects. This score that you're listening to, this iconic score, he did this in three days. And of course, Michael Myers, that urban legend is true. It was a Captain Kirk, William Shatner mask that they painted white. The thing that's interesting (laughs) about this song is that it's so frightening. We have people that are listeners and they go, I hate when you play that because it really scares me. It's It's scary. It's such a simple premise for it. But it is so effective. Like the movie itself. Simple premise. So effective. It's Bob and Sherry. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. It is talkback time. Now, if you have the Bob and Sherry app, it's free in Google Play and the Apple Store. All you got to do is tap the little microphone at the bottom of the screen and talk, and the app will do the rest. Or you can call us on the phone like people used to do in the day at 844-52-SHERRY. That's 844-52-SHERRY. Hey there, this is Angela from Kentucky. Max, I love you, but I've got to come to the defense of Travis Kelsey. The man can't play football forever, so he's got to cash in now while he can. Plus, he's really super-duper cute. I have been a long-suffering Chiefs fan 
almost 30 years. I liked the Chiefs when Marty Schottenheimer was the coach, and I once met Derek Thomas. So, like, I'm living the dream right now. I will even say this. I am not a Swifty. I have never been a Swifty. Actually, until a couple years ago, I really disliked her pretty strongly. But my daughter has made me see the light. I see that she is a very good person, and she has a very good message for young women, and I do appreciate that. But seriously, I could only name like three songs she sings, and one of them is that song that y'all play all the time with the goat, which brings me great joy. So you know what? I want these crazy kids to make it. I hope that it works out. If for no other reason, Taylor helps him dress better. And just so you know, at our house, we have dubbed them trailer, and that's how we discuss it. So just to let you know, Travis is just, you know, he's making the money where he can, man. You can't fault him for that. So thank you all very much. I love you with my whole heart. You guys are just the best. And last but not least, go Chiefs. (laughs) He doesn't need her money. He doesn't need her money. He's not there for that. Trailer. Uh, can Trailer. I, just, I love it. I love it. Trailer. So, so I, I'm okay. Fine, Travis. Make the money where you can. I have no issue with you personally, and I have no issue with Taylor Swift. I'm just tired of seeing you everywhere. I named, I think, ten different items, uh, sp- things he's sponsoring. Plus, he's in the football games. Plus, he's in my news feed with Taylor Swift. Now, I'm watching a Phillies playoff game the other night, and they're playing in Arizona. And guess whose brother plays football in Philadelphia? That'd be <laughs> Travis Kelsey's brother. And what are they showing on screen? Travis and Jason Kelsey. I'm like, I cannot escape Travis Kelsey. <laughs> it's like it's haunting his moment. me. It's his moment. You know, you know that I would not. I knew about the Kelsey brothers because of the Super Bowl last year. And I felt so bad for the Kelsey mama because one of her boys was destined to go home heartbroken. So that was my first exposure to the Kelsey brothers. Let me tell you something. Travis Kelsey is smoking hot. Like he he is worthy of my girl, Taylor. So I know you're tired of him, Max, and I know you hate the way he dresses, but he is. Mm. I think we have another message. Hi, Bob and Sherry. This is Shannon in Wilmington, North Carolina. I had to actually click this microphone because I have to ask, have any of you watched the Shining Bill series on Stars? I believe it's on Stars. I really, if you haven't, I must insist, and I would love to hear your opinions. But, by the way, I am a rideshare driver. I drive every day. I listen to y'all every morning. And, therefore, all my passengers listen to you, too. And then they ask me what station I'm listening to so they can go into work and hear it, too. I very much enjoy it. Y'all entertain me throughout the day. Keep doing what you're doing. But, yeah, for real. Shining Bill, it's right up your alley. (laughs) Have you seen that? I have not. I I went and um, looked up the plot summary, and I can't Mm -hmm. wait to watch it. So here's the plot summary. And first I have to say, Shannon, you have done more single-handedly 
to promote and market this show than our past two corporate ownerships combined. <laughs> yeah. We thank you for your service, ma'am. That's no thank lie. Thank you for your service. Yeah. Let That's me no read. Lie. Tell me. Listen to this description. Dysfunctional family moves from the city to a small town after Pat Phelps, a former wild child who became famous through writing raunchy female empowerment novels, is caught cheating on her husband. The house the family moves into is a place where in the past, terrible atrocities seem to have taken place. Nobody suspects anything odd except for Pat, who's convinced she's either depressed or possessed. She's been sober for 16 years but begins to feel very unfulfilled in life. Still hasn't written her second book. Can't remember the last time she hooked up with her husband. Her teenage kids have grown up to the point where they don't even want her in their lives. And soon, the demons haunting the family's new home begin to appear much more real. Oh, sign me up. And Courtney Cox stars yeah. as Pat, Bob. Greg Kinnear yep. plays her husband. Really? Come on. So they got this some heavyweight hitters there. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Very good. Yeah, I'm definitely right. watching this. Definitely watching it. Just as soon as we finish, we're going to pause here. We're going to break so that we can chew the bitter juice out of that revelation that (laughs) Shannon's done more for us. Thank you, dear. You know how we are. We got to process that. And then we've got some we've got some um, crocodiles having an orgy for you and what triggered it. Where else but Bob and Sherry? Happy Hour tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Well, the website Click Orlando had a really cool little piece about slang. And what they did was they discovered what was the most popular slang in Florida right now and what is the most popular slang for different generations. They pick one word and then they look at some slang over the years. Uh, Some of it is contemporary and some of it is pretty old. So I'm looking at this thing and it pretty much, I mean, people from Florida from all over the country. So it it kind of fits the whole country. So here we go with uh, slang. The most popular TikTok slang in Florida right now is S-U-S, which is shorthand for suspicious. So you're a little S-U-S, you're suspicious. With sus. Uh, sus. Uh, sus. Yeah. yeah, sus, sus. right. Uh, baby boomers. By far, the most used slang words by baby boomers, the number one word was bummer. And I think it's gone beyond baby boomers. I think a lot of generations use bummer. That's been Do around forever. Think- Bummer. Forever. has been around yeah. forever. This isn't yeah. new. This That's is right. That's right. I think it may have originally referred to a bad acid trip, but I'm not sure. Uh, Gen X, number one is chill. 61% of Gen Xers use that more than any other slang. Uh, millennials, OMG, and Gen Z, selfie. Those are the uh, slangs used by the generations. Now, let's take a look at vintage slang. Uh, FOMO, fear of uh, missing out, is number one. Number two is ghosted. Number And, and by the way, I'm not going to explain most of these because I just don't want my butt kicked by y'all, okay? But once in a while, I'm going to explain a little bit. <laughs> okay. Chill. Um, in case you don't know, chill means to relax. No, I'm just yeah, yeah, yeah. selfie. Everybody knows that. Swag. Oh, yeah. Swag has been around forever. This this one confused me. The slang is mod, and it's shorthand for modern, but mod also referred to 
in baby boomer generations, uh, a way of dressing, kind of a fancy uh, way of dressing. Uh, TBT what? throwback. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say mod dressing mod. Wasn't that like in the bell bottoms and flowery shirts? Yeah, Wasn't that mod dressing. Okay, that's exactly it. Yeah, because we had Red. the mod squad. It, we had the mod squad years ago. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, rad, which is uh, appealing or popular, is still up there. Now, this is the this is the one. The next one is the one that really um, doesn't tick me off, but I never understood it, and it's still around, evidently. Groovy, which means I love groovy. I Did love you, groovy. you are the only I'm try person. To bring back, I'm trying to bring back groovy. Will you me. stop it? Are you kidding me? No, I have groovy. I've never heard anyone use the word groovy unless it was, it was a on song an, about that feeling, feeling, groovy. feeling yeah. groovy by uh, I thought it was the worst song ever done by uh, Simon and Garfunkel. That's a Paul My Simon kids, song. for some reason, when I would say groovy to their friends, they didn't like it. I don't know. It didn't make no sense. To me. I like <laughs> I, I, I've never I like outside of you heard anybody say the actual word groovy unless it was See, on a TV show. That's because I'm a trendsetter. <laughs> I'm a trendsetter. That's what I am. Bummer. My daughters are. My daughters are such zoomers. Caramia, Caram, you need like Duolingo to um, understand what Caramia is saying to you. Everything is sleigh and boots, and it's just like it's insane, right? Kevin has no idea what's going on um, with some of the crap she says to him. So a good way to respond is by saying stuff like "Jeepers, that's swell." <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you go ahead. You got my permission to use groovy. That should put a stop to all of that. Nobody uses groovy but you. Well, they will. Um, they will after today. Bummer, uh, which, of course, means disappointing. That's been around forever. This one I'm calling BS on. It's number 15. Daddy-O, which they say refers to an older person. Yeah. Um, Daddy O, I've I've never heard you anyone. You need to chill, call... Daddy O. You need to chill, Daddy O. You gotta be really? groovy. Yeah, chill. Because you Daddy O means you're like Daddy O's out on the lawn saying, get off my grass. That's Daddy O. Yeah. But I thought Daddy O was like a beatnik thing, you know, back in the nineties. Call it no. No, you're an establishment. The beatnik would be saying to the establishment guy, Hey Daddy O, you need to chill. Let's be groovy. Okay. Wow. Stay with Groovy, well, Bob. Go with Groovy. Oh, I, that uh, word. I, uh, Jeepers, Lamar. You're swell. Yeah. I used Kawabunga. to call a friend of mine. Kawabunga, I used Lamar. to call a friend of mine super cool Groovy Gravy. <laughs> 23 well, skidoo, everybody. You're so ginchy. You're so ginchy, Lamar. <laughs> it's it's Bob, Bob and Cherry. Cherry. Can you believe this is sponsored by State Farm? Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Cherry's. I don't believe this. I can't believe this. This is such a crazy story. So there's a a place in Queensland, Australia called the Kurana Crocodile Farm. Over three thousand crocodiles live on this crocodile ranch it's got to be like trust me you do not want to accidentally trespass on this land it's got to be terrifying three thousand plus crocodiles well it just so happens that military pilots flying chinook helicopters 
um, know the ranch well, and they use it as kind of a landmark in training flights. So when they come over the Crocodile Ranch, that's when they know to change course mid-flight. And sometimes the pilots will come really low so that the passengers that may be in the helicopter can take photographs of the crocodiles. Well, just the other day, here comes one of these Chinook helicopters, and it's very low, and it's buzzing the landscape not too far above the crocodiles' heads. Suddenly, all of the big male crocodiles reared up and bellowed at the sky. And then a mating frenzy began. The helicopter noise triggered a crocodile orgy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Good Lord. Like a wild, like, alligator, like crocodiles thrashing and snapping and slapping their tails and climbing all over each other. Complete insanity. So an expert in this said, here's some reasons why helicopter noise sparked a crocodile sex frenzy. One, the helicopters simulated a lot of the warning signs of an incoming thunderstorm. And heavy rainfall is an aphrodisiac to crocodiles. Uh, No kidding. So they would have loved that Eddie Rabbit song, I love a rainy night. You know, isn't that an old country <laughs> song by any rabbit? They would have loved that. Saltwater crocodiles um, are able to time their mating so that their new babies don't drown in flood water after heavy rains and storms, which means when there's a bad storm, the crocodiles get into a mating frenzy so that their babies are more likely to hatch in good weather. Wow. Doesn't that blow your mind? Yeah. Plus, the low-flying helicopter, the the air wash produced by the rotors, changes, Mm -hmm. it causes movement in the water, and it changes the atmospheric pressure. And the downdraft from a big, heavy helicopter would change the barometric pressure enough to signal an incoming storm. So the sound is like a storm. The vibration is like a storm. The wind is like a storm. And... The sound of a Chinook's rotors mimic the sound of competing crocodile men, like low sounds of males God. looking for a mate, or the sound of a male slapping the water with his jaws, which is a territorial courting behavior. Who knew any of this? Boy, I tell you what, if you're the, uh, if you're the pilot, make sure you have enough gasoline if you're going to be pulling one of those. Can you imagine oh, yeah. if that thing went down? That is how many? How many crocodiles? Three thousand? More say? than three thousand. Yeah, more than three thousand. Oh, yeah. Right. Wow. So um, the expert on crocodiles said, "I can't tell you that a Chinook helicopter is all it takes to get a croc in the mood for love. There may be some other things like changes in the temperature or whatever, but in this particular case, on the Kurana Crocodile Ranch in Queensland, Australia." It was an insane thousand crocodile plus frenzy of a reptile orgy. You know, as a, as a human being, um, speaking as a man, uh, to get that sort of a frenzy going, you have to promise a new Volvo station wagon and a trip to the Caribbean. That that pretty much does the same thing. I couldn't tell you, but I know that you may have a lot of long, boring days at work on the ranch, but that mm-hmm. wasn't one of them. 
No, that's right. <laughs> How many people will ever live to see that? We'll get this posted up on the Bob and Cherry Facebook. This is Bob and Cherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Cherry app. There was a poll that was just released, and it says women should stop wearing mini skirts and men should get rid of baseball caps when they hit 40. Um, I mean, I don't think so, but, you know, I'm just one. I don't think so either. I mean, the baseball yeah. cap thing, I don't, I don't get that at all. That's become ubiquitous with American men especially, even with American women. It's everywhere. Mary and I were in Europe over the summer, and American-style baseball caps are all over the place. So then it comes down to, should a woman stop wearing a miniskirt over the age of 40? I say no. I mean, I no it's, business. it depends on business. the woman, how comfortable she is with it um, in, in her own mind. I'm not even going to say whether or not she can pull it off at 40. You know, it, it's all up to you. If you think you can do it and it makes you feel good, Go ahead and jump on it. This thing goes on to say one third of these people said women over 30 should not wear crop tops. And 80% believe, um, oh, I don't even want to get into that one. It's going to be uh, too controversial. Also, 40% said men should ditch skinny jeans after the age of 40. I have a picture of myself uh, with my uh, grandson. And I've got, I don't know if you call them skinny jeans, but they're not loose. And I remember my daughter, Allie, saying, that's right at the edge, Dad. You know what? A hundred percent of me says people need to mind their own business and not care what other people are wearing. Yeah. Yeah. What you eat don't make me fat. Me fat. Thank you, Taylor. That's true. That's true. So, uh, thoughts of certain people, and uh, I guess as a group, we don't agree. It's Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry archive vault welcome 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 to the bob and sherry show it's nice to have you here we're going to give you a heads up right now as you head into your day don't mix with certain people who like the following three things black coffee dark (laughs) chocolate and gin and tonic they um, are, is it, according wait, wait, wait. to a study at the University of Austria, more likely to be psychopaths. Do they have to like all three things? Yeah. Are they like truly deranged if they like all three things? Black coffee, dark chocolate, and gin and tonics? Or do I have to avoid people who like just one of those three things? I think it's the three of them, but it even goes beyond that because they're saying that they're bitter foods, basically. When you think about dark chocolate, it's not real, real sweet. I and mean, that's, for many of us, that's the appeal. And the same thing with black coffee. And, uh, and gin and tonic, you know, has a little bit of an edge to it, too. Uh, because they like these bitter foods, they tend to be, according to the University of Austria, uh, more cold-hearted and antisocial. Um, I have to just say, those are three things that are part of... Kind of my being. I'm drinking <laughs> black coffee right now. I've I've got dark chocolate hidden in a cabinet, so my wife can't find it in the kitchen. And uh, I don't I don't mind the gin and tonic every now and then. So I, I'm a psychopath now. I'm a psychopath. I don't know how anybody drinks black coffee. Sorry, I just don't know how you get it down. I've tried. I've tried. My husband's been on a kick where he's trying to make himself like black coffee. So now he's down to like like three individual sugar crystals in a cup of black coffee. 
He's like, this is what you need to be doing, woman. No, it isn't. That's not all what I need to be doing. What I need to be doing is is counting my lottery winnings on the deck of a cruise ship. That's what I need to be doing. I do not need to be drinking hot, black, bitter bean juice first thing in the morning. No, thank you. It's the real thing, though. I mean, a lot of y'all, my wife especially, put so much cream and sugar oh, and care? cinnamon and pumpkin spice. It's punch. It's not who coffee. Cares? What do you it's care? Punch. I'm not making you drink it. Am I holding you down? Am I holding you down? You're and not saying, holding drink me it. down, but you're drink criticizing. It. You're calling drink me a psychopath <sighs> is what you're doing here. Well, I'll remind you that you, you started your day today calling your own self a psychopath, psycho. <laughs> so nobody else called you that. You called yourself that. You turned on your microphone and said, I, Bob Lacey, am about to now admit that I may be a psychopath. You did that. If I'm a psychopath, if I'm a psychopath, I'm a nice psychopath. Okay. Like I'm I might kidnap you and bring you into my lair and then tie you up to the wall. But you know what I'm gonna do to you? If you're gonna listen to John Fogarty. John Fogarty, uh, like Fortunate Son, the greatest anti-war song ever. And if you're a Gen Zer and you say, yeah, I tried to watch The Godfather, but it's so slow. I'm going to make you watch all three Godfathers and you'll watch it again until you understand why they're such great movies. Okay. Well, I can promise anybody listening, if he is a psychopath and he does lose it and abduct you, don't worry about being eaten. He's not going to eat you. He has zero interest in eating you. He'll eat a <laughs> random fast food hamburger as long as it only has onions on it, please, before he will consider eating you no matter how succulent and organic you are. So there you go. That's a compliment to you. You're not a cannibal. You, I'm looking at your face right now and it's like, oh, uh, please appreciate me because I've got your back. You know, listen back to those words, just that attitude. And by the way, by the way, after what I saw on TV yesterday, uh, Mary and I watched. She said, sit down here. I want you to watch this. Turn off that news. I want to watch. I want you to watch this thing with me. After I saw what I saw, I don't know that I can eat a random hamburger ever again. Zach Efron has a new series called Down to Earth. Oh, where yeah. Zach, Zach yeah. Efron travels around the world with a wellness expert and they interview people in several places. There's one spot in America that is one of these blue zones where people live to be a hundred years of age. Not only are they a hundred years of age, they're healthy almost every day. So what are they doing? Zach Efron decided to go there and check it out. And he goes to several different countries and straight ahead. I want to tell you about, the, the, the one episode that we watched and then tell you where the town is in America. If you want to live to be a hundred, evidently you got to move to and follow the way well, the locals live. It's Bob so. and Sherry. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Here's Bob and Sherry's Sherry Lynch. This October, we're partnering with an incredible female-owned American business called Check Feather and Down to give away 10 strength and comfort breast recovery pillows. Whether you use them for post-surgical support after a mastectomy, lumpectomy, or reduction, the strength and comfort breast recovery pillow cushions and protects. Whether you use it to sleep or to drive, you can win one of 10 right now at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. Celebrating Breast Cancer Awareness Month. To enter, just go to bobandsherry.com. Use the talk back, feature talk back feature on the free Bob and Sherry app and leave us a message. Okay, it's pumpkin spice season. I like I like pumpkin spice. I like pumpkin bread. I like pumpkin pie. I like I like pumpkin soup. Um, 
But you know, the critical component in pumpkin spice is actually nutmeg. Um, pumpkin itself, if you've ever like opened a can of pumpkin to make a pie and tasted it, not a lot going on there. Pumpkin spices like cinnamon, nutmeg, cloves, all of that. And I learned something about nutmeg that blew my mind. Lamar, what do you know about nutmeg? Like right off the top of your head, what can you tell me about nutmeg? Anything? Hmm. Anything, Bueller? Anything? <sighs> we put it up. I, I, I put a little bit of it in dressing, cornbread dressing, corn cornbread dressing. It, a little bit in in mac and cheese will change your life. I'm just saying, if you want to yeah. try that next time. Yeah, I'm trying. Here's here's what I learned about nutmeg. So nutmeg, which is the central component of your pumpkin spice, like you just don't have your pumpkin spice energy without your nutmeg. Anyway, people have been eating nutmeg for like a couple thousand years, and during the dark ages. It was so valuable. So think about like, you know, Marco Polo and the spice routes and how like a lot of civilization exists because human beings were determined to have and trade spices and gold and stuff yeah, for each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Okay. So back in the Middle Ages, during the 1300s, there was such a high demand for nutmeg and such a huge trade tariff on it that a pound of nutmeg in Europe, in order to get a pound of nutmeg, it cost you seven fattened oxen, which Whoa. was more than it's, it was worth more than its weight in gold. That's how important. That's how long the pumpkin spice craze has been going on on this planet, y'all. That people My would, gosh. people would rather have nutmeg than gold. That's not even the wackiest pumpkin spice part of this. Are you ready? Um, in 1677, the Dutch owned Manhattan, the island of Manhattan. It was Dutch. That's why if you're like in, in New York State, there are so many Dutch, like Bedford, Stuyvesant, Knickerbocker, you know, all of these are like yeah, Dutch yeah, names, yeah. right? Yeah. Kinderhook. There's a ton. Um, even the legend of Sleepy Hollow, like there's it's like super Dutch, right? We did an odd cast on um, Rip Van Winkle which is a very Dutch story. So yeah. the Dutch owned the island of Manhattan, but they wanted to get their hands on nutmeg. So they went to the British and they cut a deal. The British wanted the island of Manhattan because I guess, you know, if they had the island of Manhattan, they could have better control over those ragtag rabble rousing colonists that were causing so much trouble for King George. So yeah. the Dutch go to the British and they go, listen, we'll give you the island of Manhattan in exchange for that little island that you have in Indonesia that grows nutmeg. And the British were like, are you sure? And the Dutch were like, absolutely. <laughs> you can have Manhattan. We get the nutmeg. And the British were like, well, if you insist. And so they made the trade. <laughs> and that's how the British gained control over Manhattan and New York City. It was all because basically, of pumpkin spice. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that great? That is great. Isn't that great to know? So think about that. The next time you head to Starbucks or Dunkin' or whatever to get yourself a great big frosty pumpkin spice latte, or Dunkin' Donuts has some kind of frozen whipped cream pumpkin extravaganza that has about three pounds of sugar in it and 59,000 grams of fat. But tis the season, everybody. It's Bob and Sherry. 
the Bob and Sherry podcast. So I fell down a little rabbit hole of the the most offensive Halloween costumes ever. And some of these are just (laughs) appalling. Like, here's an obvious one, a pregnant nun. So it's a full black nun's habit with the headpiece and she's pregnant and like LOL and everything. But that is offensive to nuns. And to, you know, practicing Catholics and anybody with a modicum of taste, right? The pregnant nun. Yeah. And, and then there's, you know, there's some other stuff like, uh, you know, we now, we now know that it is inappropriate um, and offensive and hurtful to dress up as Native American chiefs, much less the sexy Native American chief. Yeah, that doesn't. Now, this one isn't necessarily offensive, but it's so freaking stupid. Sexy Scooby-Doo. And by that, I don't mean Daphne or Velma. I mean the dog Scooby-Doo. Sexy Scooby-Doo. And the costume is a bodysuit that's all cut out, so it just covers the the main issues that you have to cover. And there's a little tail and a pair of dog ears on the top of your head. What kind of person do you suppose has the universe of choices at their disposal and says, it's sexy Scooby-Doo for me. Like, who does that? <laughs> yeah, I don't, that can't be a big seller. I just cannot believe it's a big seller. Have you ever done like a sexy costume, Lamar? Do what? Is this on? <laughs> Have you ever done a sexy costume? He's, wear, he's wearing it now. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. This, this my everyday stuff is like that. Yes. Yeah. It's come as about- me. How about this? Now, this gift is based on a legendary Saturday Night Live skit. I'm going to describe the costume, and you'll know exactly what it is. It's for a man. The name of the costume is a very special present. It's like a pinstripe suit and a purple shirt and a thick gold chain around his neck. And at his um, waist is an enormous wrapped gift box, and he's pointing to it. Oh. I think we all know what that one is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a box. So question for you, since you're all men, have you ever had one day in your life where you felt that confident? <laughs> oh, my God. No, are you kidding? Anything past Justin Timberlake, they're not pulling it off because that's one of the greatest that's, Saturday Night Live that's, skits that's of all time. That's part of it. If you're Justin Timberlake, yeah. But, yeah, you know. yeah, if you're Justin Timberlake. I just don't like I don't know what it's like to be a man, but I think if I was a man, I would never have one minute in my life where I had the kind of confidence to pet to think that was a gift. Like, there's no way. Here's another dude's costume. You're dressed like a tree, right? So the costume is like a one-piece jumpsuit and um it looks like bark, and there are some clusters of green leaves that you stick to it. And at your waist, at the groin area, there's a, a cutout, like a knot hole in a tree. And that out of that knot hole is leaping a stuffed toy squirrel. And he's holding a sign that says, want to see my let's. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Again. I, have, no, you had one, no, have you had no. one day? <laughs> Not for one second. One day where you said to yourself, you know what I bet would be funny? <laughs> I can't do it. Have you and Carla done? You did. Um, you were you Hefner last year. Um, yeah. Yeah. And was, was Carla a bunny? I can't remember. She was she was. a Playboy bunny? She was. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's a, that's a sexy costume. What are you going to do this year? 
Uh, well, we're going to be we're going to be out of town. Our friends are having a big party, but we're going to be out of town. So, it, listen, here's a problem with Halloween for me. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And you're you're going to wind up going to a lot of trouble and spending a lot of money and all of that. And I'm not sad that we're not going to be able to go because I don't like to go if I hadn't got something that's you know all the way, right? All the way. All the way. Well, you, you guys know that the driveway to our house is pretty steep. Right. Like you've got to yeah. really want you a Snickers bar to come up this driveway. Yeah. And so we don't, we, and our, there aren't that many kids that trick or treat in the neighborhood. And I'm sad because I love Halloween. So last year, I told Max and Doc about this last year, I decided that I would bring the candy to the kids. So I dressed up in a costume and I dressed my little dog Sam up in his costume. And I got a giant plastic pumpkin loaded with candy and I drove my car to the end of my driveway and parked because it was kind of um, a chilly sort of drizzly night. And so I thought, well, I'm just going to sit in the car and listen to music. And as the kids come by, instead of like, making them walk up the driveway, I'll, I'll give them candy. So I waited a while, you know, and the dog and I were sitting there, got all the candy and no trick or treaters, no trick or treaters. And finally, I see some coming. I'm so excited. My first trick-or-treaters. And they're about four houses down. And so I watch them go door to door. And when they get closer, I can hear trick-or-treat. And I can hear my neighbors saying, oh, my goodness, is that Buzz Lightyear, you know? So they're finally approaching. And it's dark now. And I roll my window down. And I said, hey, trick-or-treaters, I've got candy. And they... And they broke into a run, but not toward me. (laughs) And you know why that is. It's a word of the police didn't come. Seriously. Mama, 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 some lady's in the car offering me candy to get in. I was, it's even worse, Mark. I was literally a stranger in a car with a puppy. I was all of the things. You should you should have just had one of those hand scrawled signs that said free hugs. Yeah. <laughs> mommy, mommy, there's a stranger in a car and she has candy and a dog and she wanted me to come. Well, I hope you didn't. Where is that car? We're calling the law. Yeah. Um the fact that none of that occurred to me ahead of time. Folks, I'm what you call book smart. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't got no sense. I ain't got no street smarts. This is Bob and Sherry. Bring whatever you drink and celebrate. Happy hour, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. Tonight, it's Bob and Sherry. I'm always blown away uh, by a day like today. So today is the 19th of October, and I wake up every day to... My horoscope on one app and this day in history on another app. So I want you to think about something. On this date in 1953, we had the very first ever transatlantic jet service where you could fly, you know, from New York to London, say, right? That was the first time regular people could fly across the Atlantic Ocean, 1953. Then on this very same day in 1977, the supersonic Concorde jet landed for the first time in New York. And now, 
NASA says they're going to build houses on the moon. <sighs> That's a lot, isn't it? For a pretty short amount of time. It Doesn't that blow your mind, like in a good way? Yeah. I mean. I mean, yeah. Because really, 1953, in a lot of ways, isn't that long ago. You know, I mean, it really isn't to think that that was the first time you had the, the transatlantic commercial flights. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. I get to the moon. I build a house. I ask Carla what she wants for dinner. There's nowhere <laughs> to go get groceries. And you're... And that's it. Now you're trapped on the that's moon it. with now your hangry wife. The Listen, there's all yep. kinds of alien grocery stores on the dark side of the moon because that's where their yeah. base is. Yeah, that's where so their you, bases you are. You could get over there, and I'll bet they have organic. Okay. So, oh, I, I, hope, bet they I hope you like plankton. You know, hope you can do a little something <laughs> with that in the air fryer. So look at that. On this one day, and there's one more. I'm saving the best for last. On this one day, first plane ride across the ocean, first supersonic plane ride across the ocean houses on the moon and on this day in 1999 one of earth's finest accomplishments share released the song believe and what made that song so distinctive share used auto-tune in it but dialed all the way up on purpose so it was like it was like she borrowed a technique from hip-hop and made it entirely her own and and my dudes she won the Grammy for it. <laughs> she won the Grammy for it. Who needs a house on the moon? We've got Cher right here. It's Bob and Cher. Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review and maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.